Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And let me tell you where I am right now. Well, we're about to do, uh, before we do anything else, we're about to do um, a quick 45-minute review of uh, The Last Jedi, probably one of three that we'll do. The next three episodes, we'll probably still be talking about this. Um, but <laughs> we'll be this talking is sort about of, this till the end of time. This is our, our, <laughs> initial, uh, our initial responses to uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. I am in a weird place. Not a weird place, but a uh, an interesting place because right now, at this exact moment, I don't know whether I'm going to be defending this film to you um, where where I'm going to be telling you why it's good, like the prequels, why it's good and you're and, and you're and you're going to be, you know, it's bad. Or I, I, you know, minor spoiler alert for things I'm going to say, I there are things that I am concerned about. Not concerned, but that, that there are thoughts that I have. And I don't know whether you're going to be going, you're such a hater. I don't know which of those two things are going to happen. <laughs> Oh, Justin, you hate everything. I am in this space of limbo in between where I, I don't do know. I to put you on the... <laughs> I don't you know, I don't know, know what which, I'm going to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which, which situation I'm facing. <laughs> right now. That's I don't my know charm, if, man. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if I'm a nitpicky hater or if I love everything and I shouldn't love everything so much. I don't know what's about to happen. Um, why you've seen this movie more than me. Um, they have, at this point. and I actually, uh, it matters to me that I did. It did. All right. So tell me yeah. about your, where, where did you go see your first screening? Well, so apparently when we went to go, by the time we went to buy tickets, which let's be clear was earlier this year. Okay. Yeah. Like, me too. January or whatever it was like when they went on sale, uh, the, uh, the, the earliest IMAX, like we have the, the Uberhazi is actually pretty close to us. And it's like, the, yeah. So the, 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 Smiso- the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, um, yeah. has two campuses, one of which is, is near Dulles airport, uh, just outside of Washington DC in Virginia. And, uh, when you go in, like to regular IMAX screens, like around the country, like the, the sound is really good. And the, and the picture is really clear. But what IMAX used to be and still is at these museums is like like the screen is like four stories tall and like yeah, the it's length of six stories across. Yeah. yeah. So it is it is because I've know, gone uh, and seen other movies in IMAX and, I, and I'm like, this is not IMAX. It's good, like, but it's, it, it, it yeah. is. But like when you when when your perception of that 
uh, is yeah, is this many stories tall? Like, yes, yeah. just when you live in DC, the, the, and that was the, just it was what was funny yeah. when we were when we went to go uh, sit <laughs> at the at the IMAX one. Like, I was, I usually when we talk about you know you know the, t- the typical conversation like if you ever won the lottery, like what we do, and like for us because he used to work at a business where you know he saw how wooden lottery would actually a lot of times kind of fuck people's lives up because they would just sort of blow all the money and quit their job. Um, I'm like, well, we wouldn't do that. We'd be really smart. Wouldn't you need that much money? And then we're sitting there, though, at that moment. And I'm like, you know what, though? I would, I would, I would buy, I would buy this. I would have this. If I, if I was and like, an IMAX ridic- screen would be one of the things. I would be ridiculous. If I was ridiculously rich, <laughs> I would absolutely, I don't know what, what, I don't know what it would cost to have a legit IMAX like that, but I would have it <laughs> because it's so incredibly awesome but it's that so wasn't much your more first, awesome but that wasn't but your it first wasn't my first film. and what sucks is that we the first showing apparently that we got tickets for we, we could only find 2d and you All know right. how i love 3d so yeah. the first time i saw it was actually in 2d which i was really kind of like pissy about when we got there i'm like where are the fucking glasses and, you know, this really huh. chipper girl who had given us, like, the little handout you get for the the first night of Star Wars or whatever. Um, She was like, uh, the one you're watching is in 2D. I'm like, it's what? Like, I mean, it was like, poor girl. She probably was like, my response was like, she'd killed my cat. Like, she was like, yeah, it's it's 2D. The 3D ones don't start un- until 7. Um, although, <laughs> al- although an argument could be made. That if you're going to see it both in 2D and 3D, seeing it first in 2D and then in 3D makes it so that that the experience is an, on an upswing. Agreed, um, it definitely yeah. is. And and unfortunately, the by the time again by the time we'd gotten the tickets to that show, um, it the only seats that were left at the theater we we went to like you buy your place beforehand so we yeah. didn't have to do the thing where you like have to line up it i don't know the night before yeah we did too a side uh, seat so we were in the the only thing that was left with two seats together was in the very very front row and oh, no. at the theater we were at well normally i love the front row i'm actually kind of a like i i've always sort of been a proponent of i love the front row but in this particular Yay theater for- they had added a front row that's closer than the traditional front row Oh my god! So I really, I would, I felt like I was looking straight up, and the ang- the viewing angle, like it went away after a while, and I was still able to enjoy the film. But I felt like it, like I was like, okay, this is even close for me. Jeez, Louise, like that's she was just up. like, yeah, you know, I don't know what Ryan Johnson. Look, I whatever I'm going to say about the story of the film, I don't know what Ryan Johnson had so many close ups on necks and feet. Um, <laughs> right, and um, did yours at the whatever the first show you went to did have like the thing with John Williams in the front before the no. movie started? No, it was really cool. Ours did. It had like a like a special that ours had only... ours ours had like two trailers and go. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah no, oh, ours no, had trailers. a couple of trailers, and then it had this special only for the very first viewing. Um, of this movie, did you get this? And it was like a John Williams, like kind of behind the scenesy talking oh, cool. about the music. It was pretty cool. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll watch that when I get it on 
like oh yeah i'm sure four you, different you times would get to see it but like um it was cool because he talked about how there were certain like like you could he's like i'm not going to spoil anything but kind of be listening for it in the movie there are a couple of times that there were um original um kind of music bits or themes and i was like ooh, ooh. i i was totally not looking for it the first time i can tell you but the second time i was and there were a couple like there were places when i noticed it and i was like oh that's kind of cool which i wouldn't have had without that um, now now granted your second time seeing it was a was a more in enveloping and enriching experience i assume i mean it made such a difference and and not just because the screen is like so ginormous for me 3d there's a depth to that that makes it feel um more immediate and real so i felt like i i mean and this is me talking you know i'm just i'm emotional all the time but i had a much more emotional reaction seeing it uh the second time actually because it was in 3d and i wasn't like looking like straight up <laughs> and all that stuff huh. uh than i did the first time which is not to say it had, it had no emotional reaction the first time it just yeah it was a much more visceral feeling so so uh we're about to get into spoiler territory so before we do <clears throat> for anybody who's going to be uh uh chiming off um i think we're both going to say that you know whether or not we loved or hated the movie you should probably go see it right that's it's like go yeah, don't be part, you don't be part of the conversation for no other reason be part of the conversation like it or hate it be part of the conversation I think we're both going to say see it and if you can see it see it on the largest possible screen with the loudest possible sound and if 3D is your th thing go do it 3D but if 3D is not your thing make sure you're just seeing it big and loud and giant it's it's a it's a big experience can we agree on that oh definitely yes okay we can, we if you don't want spoilers turn us off right now uh because we're about to talk about uh, the film. Go see the film and then come listen to what we're about to say because we're about to get into it. So, uh, so yeah. I saw it um, uh, at uh, the uh, Arclight in Bethesda. Um, and it was a really, uh, not IMAX, it was uh, Dolby 3D. And the glasses were really comfortable and very fancy. Although I felt like they created sort of a haze that other glasses didn't. Mm -hmm. Um uh, the, which was which was weird. The seats were incredibly comfortable. The sound was astoundingly good. This the screen was incredibly clear, um, with the exception of the haze uh, around the corners of the glasses. Um, uh, the theater served beer and wine. Um, the seats were just plush, and and you could just sort of sink into them. Made for I even with the haze, it might be you know if I can't make it too an IMAX show, it might be the theater that I just go to because it's just kind of kind of a luxury theater and I, I'm glad that I paid the extra two bucks per ticket to do it. Um, uh, saw it with, um, and this is going to be important to the stuff that I talk about, saw it with, uh, with Mrs. J and my oldest child who is 11 who I've seen, you know, all of Star Wars with at home and the last few movies within the theater um, along with our, our friends and their daughter. Um, uh, Daniel and you know Daniel uh, yeah. mascot um, uh, and it's it's late you know seven o'clock show for a kid who goes to bed at 8 30 um, sure who uh, <laughs> not that who, I think they were like in danger of falling asleep I would no not in danger of falling asleep but let's say less controlled than they might otherwise have been uh, um, okay more rowdy you know, <laughs> at, at five at five in the afternoon, you know, we've been practicing at home what we call Star Wars rules, which is you don't talk during the movie. Don't speak uh. during the movie. Don't say anything. 
during the movie. Don't ask me questions during the movie. Don't ask for clarification. <laughs> I'm just trying to envision, yeah, like you're trying to get your Star Wars on because I know how much you love yeah. it. And, and like you're, and your most specifically, peppering you with shit. You're like, don't Shut the fuck up. <laughs> don't describe to me as if I'm a blind person watching the movie the thing that happened just now. So don't go, <laughs> don't go, go. There's a porg up there. Do you see what he did? Did you see? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The screen's very right large, and I did. I saw right there. I saw. <laughs> I'm literally you know, right next to you. I saw. What? What's a dreadnought? Shh. It's not crucial Quiet. to the plot. If it's not crucial to the plot. <laughs> What's that white stuff on the plot? I think it's salt. Look, they said it's salt. It's, it's salt. It doesn't matter. It's not, it's not crucial to the plot. I said, and I said, don't speak to me unless you are in danger are, in some in, way, in, right? Like, don't, or, or unless you're just lost. If you must whisper in my ear because you have really no idea what's going on. If something's happened, you have really no idea what's going on. Um, uh, ask me. Um, and there is one major thing that happens in the movie that he didn't have a, an idea of what was going on and and asked me. Um, and we'll talk about that moment. I will, yeah, I'll be curious to know what um, that, that, that moment was. Um, but yeah, so I did not have the pure experience I might otherwise have. You know how when you're in a theater and sometimes there's a kid and they're talking too much? I do. <laughs> you, you know, you, you've been there, right? I have, yeah. Yeah. So imagine that kid is yours. And the person, that, the person that kid is talking to is you, and you're acutely aware of the fact that the people around you are thinking the thing that you usually think when there's a kid who talks too much in the movie. <laughs> but there's no, but but from a certain point of view, fuck all those people. There's no way that I'm gonna. You think I'm going to take this kid out of Star Wars? You think I'm going to pick him up and remove him from the theater from the fifth row? You think you think that it's disruptive to your film that he's chiming in from time to time? Do you know what a meltdown would look like? Oh, yeah, right. Do you imagine if I was like, okay, that's it. We have to leave the theater. No, come with me. We're leaving the theater. Do you know how long that would take to get... To get that to happen and, and what a ruckus yeah. it would cause. And yeah, I, you know it, what? Honestly, like I, I have to... I will say this. Anytime I've been in a movie theater... The only time I think I've ever been truly upset with a child in the theater is a just a wailing baby. Yeah, no, no, no. And, like, and he was and trying. And you can't reason with a wailing baby. Like, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Th that's not as, like, I'm not sure why you have your baby out at midnight. I, yeah. I mean, you couldn't get a sitter, what have you. But, like, please don't put that on me and ruin my experience of the film with well, the just other thing, a wailing, that, that my, crying baby. Take the other it out of my the kid, theater. My, my but, kid has a cold. And so he was... <laughs> and that was driving you like batshit Nuts. Crazy? Nuts. And it wouldn't drive me nuts at home as much, but knowing that there are people around. So I actually had to get up like three oh, times. Oh, wow. And get that's it. crazy if you do. Seriously. I, I, you know what? I'm telling no, but, you. But, if but I here, heard a kid it, doing it was that, it wouldn't bother me. It was literally me. this much. It, like, it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me that's what i'm saying an like and i've and i've seen movies too like recently we um like when we went to go see the princess bride again in the theater there was there was like a kid that would periodically exclaim during the movie and i will grant you obviously i can quote that entire movie backwards and forward but i think in any movie um it, it's cute for the most part when a kid is like genuinely like awed or excited about I'm going to describe to you a, mo a, a moment when it was not as cute anyway so I had to get up like three <laughs> times to go get more tissues because I, I went and I just went to I ran out you right to the leave movie the started. theater well um well yes 
Yes. Oh, it, dude. It got to the point where it was literally every two seconds. So, um, so, oh. but there was a bathroom like right outside. So I got up twice to do it. The first time was right before the movie started. And I swear, I took like half a roll of toilet paper. I was like, here, here, this is for the whole movie. Five minutes in, he had clumped it into one handful and blew his nose on it and threw it on the floor. Okay, I'm see, that's why I don't have kids. I'd probably hit a kid for that. <laughs> just like, dude, no! I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, because so, I actually did. I came prepared. I was very pleased with myself this time. I, I actually haven't been feeling that well. Um, And <laughs> so I brought, and I know I, you know, cry at everything. So I brought, <laughs> I did. And, and, and so I was like acutely aware of it. And Mr. <laughs> Mr. A has like the big um, Captain Jack coat, which is so warm, by the way. It yeah. was fucking freezing. So he, he lots of times when it's really, really cold, he'll let me wear it instead of him. And so I was wearing that and I, it has like these big, nice, deep pockets. And I put a fucking half a roll of toilet paper in there because <laughs> I was like, I am prepared <laughs> for whatever this thing is going to throw at me, man. Because <laughs> um, I'm not leaving the theater. <laughs> so having having uh, having gone out uh, to do that twice, um, I knew that our uh, uh, the person who helps us run our uh, I say helps us run. Um, let's be honest, just runs our Twitter feed and a lot of our social media. Uh, <laughs> I know, Carmen, right? <laughs> um, who's been on this show? I, I want to say helps us run because if I say run, it will give people the the. The impression that if they're tweeting on Trekoff that they're not communicating with us, Which but is they not are accurate. Yeah, I yeah. totally read it. I often respond to it. Um, yeah. I correspond with Carmen often about it. Um, yeah. so um, it's not, and it's not like happening in a vacuum, and we know nothing. Yeah, about it, yeah. But, so, but 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 all but the she's work, doing the work. Yes. All the work <laughs> that's being done is being done by the amazing Carmen Shamwell. Um, but anyway, I knew that she was in the theater. I didn't find her at all. I couldn't oh, find really? her. Oh, um, really? Because um, I was like really bummed that when, when Mr. Ray was telling yeah. me that you were seeing it um, at the same theater as her. I was like, oh, man. So I Facebook messaged her this morning. <laughs> and I'm like, I am like, I couldn't find you. Where were you? She was like, in theater six. I was I, I was in the back in the middle. I was like, oh, I, like, oh, I must have been like three rows in front of you. I was the one who, like, like you, maybe you saw me once or twice getting up uh, because my kid just kept sniffling throughout the movie. And I like ran back and forth. And she wrote, in all caps, that was you? <laughs> <laughs> so... so you know, and I, here's mostly why I find it funny, because I'm like curious as to why it wouldn't be Mrs. J for a couple of reasons that would be making this run. And this has nothing to do with sexism, not because she's the woman or whatever, uh, simply because she is so much smaller than you. So like um, you well, getting she, up in a movie theater and trying to like she was she was closer to the, and she, come back. She was it closer occurs, to the like, middle. Like and she's smaller than you and a, would be less disruptive. <laughs> a, she'd have to cross over two more people. But B, uh, you know, I'm sort of the one. That if there's a problem with the kids and I and we're both there, it's it's part of my part part of my you know dedicated function. <laughs> Not programming, but sort of you know if if there's if if she has a list of things that she does and I have a list of things that I do. On the list of things that I do is is if there is a gathering where where we are both with the kids and there's an issue with the kids unless i have a specific reason to not be taking care of that issue um it's that that falls under my purview so yeah know. that's what i mean by programming like you guys have a way that the yeah, you know the handling of yeah, the children is done you know, that you have decided upon and agreed upon and that's the way that these things are done. yeah we have we we have we have we have duties to which each one of us are are ascribed so that neither one of us is ever like you know you know, one of us will get to it. And neither one of us ever has to be like, oh, why didn't you get to it? Like, we know what we're supposed to do. 
So right. that's so. <laughs> you've been doing it a while, you know. Yeah, we've been married for a couple of decades now. It's yeah. Sure. Anyway, so um, I'm I'm so, just I'm saying I'd like to submit that perhaps in the future, specifically in movie theater scenarios, it might be less disruptive if hey. you sent the small one out. <laughs> um, here, here, I'll do. I'll, um, um, I want you and to know that you've been Jay heard. This is probably so bad at me right now. Like, yeah, I, I want you. I want you to know that your that? that your opinion has been heard, and I acknowledge it. All right, now, you guys didn't tune in to hear us talk about uh, my kids. Uh, here we go, man. <laughs> so the here movie. We Star After we Wars, told everyone the, we were going to tell them all the things that happened, and then we sat here and talked about your kids. Star Star Wars: <laughs> The Last Jedi. Um. Uh, uh, the movie starts out uh, pretty much right after The Force Awakens, and there's a status quo, a post-Force Awakens status quo, that everything is exactly the same as as The Force Awakens left it, up to and including the point that, from Ray's point of view, it has literally been... Thirty no time seconds. Has yeah, it's like been she's... like 30 seconds. Yeah. Everyone's in sort... All the chess pieces are on the same spot... And there's a battle at the beginning of the movie. There where- isn't, though. Like, yeah, for, for I, I'd say that's not true for um, the rebellion, though, at large. Well, I, I think you don't get a sense at the end of The Force Awakens of how how dire the situation is now after the attack by Starkiller Base. You get the sense that everyone's kind of, you know, you know, the 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 rebellion is 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 sort of sitting there and, and waving goodbye and they're all sort of at a base at this point and things are, you know, sort of okay. And at this point, uh, at, at the point when you get to, uh, when you get to the beginning of, of the last Jedi, you get the sense still that the rebellion, the, 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 the rebellion, the resistance has a fleet still, um, but the fleet is diminished. The power of the first order seems to have grown. Um, it's the yeah, first, you the, get you get the feeling. The first line like, of the crawl is the first order reigns like yeah, they are that they reign, and it's like that the that that basically the the hit on Starkiller Base was like a blow, but that they much like in the Empire Strikes Back, they kind of have come back <laughs> stronger yeah. and yeah, um, with with giant giant ships and and. And they are that you have the the. And I the re- feel like there's a reason for that because what it does, and I'm only I'm only this is only occurring to me as we're talking about it because it didn't at the time that I watched it and I watched it back to back more or less. Um, that that gives us the implication that Ray is with Luke, uh, for a lot longer than it would appear in the film. Yeah, the the time. Well, you know, there's. Because the, the timeline is is sort of sort of screwy. It has to be because like because when, we know how fa- we know how fast like like when they travel light speed, it it tends to be pretty fast. Like right. they tend and to get so where they're going. They know where like like the the opening battle sequences, much like on Hoth, like they they have found the they know where the rebellion is, and they have amassed their fleet. To go blow them the fuck up and take care of them and take. Well, care that, of I think that'd be a great question: is how how long does is this, Ray really with Luke? How long does this movie take? Is a good question to ask. There's, I think, there's two timelines. That's what I'm saying. I think there's there there's a a timeline that is the once they leave that battle. And there's a timeline of her being with Luke 
that which we're not is fixing. which is otherwise what, now that I think about it, it's really fucking screwy because if they are happening concurrently, why? Um, I'd almost why say did, why I'd almost why say are they raining? Like, why is there you know like why is the state of the of the universe such that the first order reigns simply because they blew up the republic and it's over? Like because the impression I got in the last movie, which before we went. Um, is that the First Order had, like, pretty much just blew up the Republic and was about to blow up the Resistance from afar, like, when they get, when they catch them. Like, a matter of days has passed. So, I mean, there's still things about the world, about the, by the, the world of Star Wars right now that I don't understand. Um, is it that there's the Republic, which is mostly these five planets that got destroyed, but then the resistance, I don't know if that's part of the Republic. It, the Force Awakens yeah. seems, it seems to say that. That was the impression I get. That, yeah. That, that, that the Republic is sort of like, that the Force Awakens seem to imply that the Republic is kind of bankrolling the resistance, but it, the resistance is its own thing. And, and that they blew up the entire Republic, but they didn't know where the resistance was. I guess the resistance has made the terrible tactical decision to put all of itself together um in one spot it would be maybe maybe one thing i would the first thing i would do is is maybe get two separate camps of resistance um well and there seems to be separate camps because you know all throughout this movie there's like this big dangle there's this big thing saying in every corner of the galaxy there 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 are supporters but not resistance fighters not just supporters like people yeah. who are in the resistance that we're calling out to for help. Like, is the implication not that they just kind of think we're okay? The like, I feel like in the first movie, the the in in the Force Awakens, the the state of affairs seems to be that the Republic, the Senate, that the that the world, right after the the movies that you and I grew up on, wound up being a peaceful the Republic having a Senate. All that good stuff was back, and that the first order was like a an uprising within the republic of sort of clearly the the lines are sort of Nazi esque, right? Like he fucking pretty much has like a Hitler esque speech in that sure, first yeah. movie. Um, I want to talk about Hux, but we'll talk about Hux in a minute. We will. So with him, with the first order being that being the this up like so the technical maybe not technical I, I feel like the republic and the senate is like a thing and that by destroying them uh is sort of this decisive move on this you know nazi order if you will uh taking power in the galaxy which well i kind of wonder if the power. first order is you know is not even as organized as the rebellion in rogue one um Whereas it doesn't seem like there's central leadership. It doesn't seem like they're highly bankrolled anymore. It seems like they were they were almost like maybe or not first order. Sorry, I meant uh, resistance. It seems like the resistance was like maybe like the special ops group. Yeah, um, like I got. Uh, yeah, it felt like they were part they're of highly skilled and they've got some good. Sh they've highly skilled and they've got some good ships, but they're they are not an army. 
they, they yeah, do because not... they're, because theoretically they didn't need one. Like, yeah. yeah, I feel like they kind of grew. They were uh, a function, and that's why I wonder. Like, that's why it's like it feels like wonky in terms of timeline because the the feeling you get in this movie is that the power swing is complete. That the first order like struck the blow, took out the government, and took and effectively took over. Well, maybe and now it is the like, resistance like, and again, is all like, that's like, left. Maybe it's more like it, like less like game of chess, more like a game of risk. So maybe what this is is that, like, yes, yeah, Dark Killer Base took out the entire Republic. But if if you imagine that 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 was not their only plan for the first first order, the next plan for the first order, let's let's assume they had their ships gassed up and ready to go. Something that clearly the 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 resistance didn't have their ships gassed up. Um, these guys like were ready for an immediate response because not only has it been like because Finn has also been, you know, kind of under, but he's not like his muscles aren't atrophied or anything like he's he's kind of totally OK when he wakes up. So one yeah. would assume maybe he's just been I, I think it's only been like a week from their point of view and maybe it took Ray a week to get to the planet and eventually find Luke and we don't we are not privy to her like you know kind of searching the different planets and that star star system for a couple of days but I think it's still only been like a week I think that the first order essentially you know in in grand Nazi style did did sort of a blitzkrieg where they're like okay major strike against the republic and then we're sending dreadnoughts and dreadnoughts well, so I don't and think star they anticipated and, like it occurred to me that they didn't anticipate what happened in Starkiller Base. No, they didn't anticipate that, but they so did that have they, a they so they've re, they've regrouped, right? Like blow, they take out Starkiller Base so we can't just blow them up from wherever the hell we happen to be. And it's like, all right, now we're pissed. We regroup. And when you're that um regimented and and and, and the first orders things, you know, very um tight and efficient is sort of their thing well, um, let's keep something it else take in mind. Them, it wouldn't take long for them to to now okay let's amass it since that is out and we don't have a big planet to blow them up with let's amass our fleet which is well, let's keep it let's keep another them. major thing in mind about the explosion of starkiller base and how that's different than the death star the death star you had tarkin on there ready to just blow him up he had no idea he was about to blow up it was just like everyone in the Empire thought everything was fine and that this was a little mosquito that was coming to blow him up. And Tarkin was just sitting there you know, with his fingers in his mouth, you know, and, and suddenly, <laughs> boom, suddenly, boom. But if you <laughs> if you remember the end of uh, the if you remember the end of Force Awakens, they evacuated Starkiller Base like they were yelling at each other, get back to your post. Everybody's gone. Don't you see? Yeah, like, like what do you like? Do they with? people evacuated. This was not the destruction of their forces and their fleet. Like no, it wasn't. Ships it was a blow were leaving. Ships it was left. A, a significant weapon. Yeah, right? but it. But, was, yeah, I didn't get the impression. Like now they're fucked. It's all over. Yeah. Like, so um. So so I wasn't surprised by the the way that this would open. I just just now thinking about it and talking about it with you, it feels like. Like I still Ray feel like the movie takes place over the over maybe a week. I mean, yeah, really, like that it doesn't take place over a very long period of time, in which case, like that, that seems a little screwy to me and is actually a ding against it. But click, click, well, but that could that, but that's a ding you could say against Empire as well. Right. How long? It's a di- yeah, it's a ding you could say how against long a was, lot of how, movies. How, so. how long was Luke 
how how long was Luke uh, on that planet with Yoda? And yet, why could he suddenly hold his own against Vader, who can do what he did in Rogue One and was he was Darth Vader, the most powerful guy? You know, he's he's Anakin Scott. He's that guy, you know. And yet, Luke seems to be on Dagobah for a weekend, or maybe it's a couple months. Who knows? But at the same time, literally, Han and Leia are running from the Empire in a ship after the Hoth attack. Yeah, yeah. Land. They. They. It seems like they. It seems like okay. The Hoth attacks on a Friday. They spend <laughs> all of Saturday trying to just kind of, kind of, kind of zipping around. And they let's say Saturday night they end up in like in that asteroid, and that's still a long time. That's still like twelve hours of flying. That that you know, and you have Tie Fighters after them, kind of the whole time, and Tie Fighters can't fly for that far. Um, and then you have uh, th- then you have them go uh, into Lightspeed. They go to Cloud City. Let's say and they're, they get- and they're only in Cloud. They're only in Cloud City for three days. Yeah, they say so. So five days. The 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 and the Hoth thing takes place over the course of you know we don't know how long Luke was in that Bantha tank but we know that that the Empire the Hoth con- thing is irrelevant because the the because how long they're they're on Hoth they're all together they're so, all together and it doesn't matter but it's from only the moment they that they from the moment up. that they split up like it's yeah it em- seems as though how long you know yeah Luke is gone for a long time like perceptually and i feel like this movie does exactly that right like yeah. it seems like ray is I, gone for kind of a while meanwhile i mean look they're you can, running you can, you as can if they just blew up parallels. starkiller base and then first order you can like, draw parallels to empire there are clear structural parallels to be drawn to oh, empire absolutely. it's not as overt as agreed the, it's the, as yeah, it's not the as, as ob it's not as like cut and paste as i'd say the 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 force awakens yeah. kind of was with, um which is not know, a ding, well, is, which is a ding on the force awakens but not a critical ding because i love the force awakens no i, I did i liked it it was a, um, you know especially because um, i found out there was like i guess there were drawings early on um where the luke character was was going to be a young girl um and i think and i thought it was really cool i was like see that's they did that so, with ray but yeah they did it with ray it's cool so so let's get through this 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 very first scene. You have the attack. You have the bombers that 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 they all of them are destroyed because because Poe disobeys. I mean, first of Leia. all, you have <laughs> that fucking opening sequence with Poe in front of like this gigantic force. <clears throat> it's so funny. Oh, we're we're with Hux. Yeah. All right, all right. So look, let's talk. Let, for we're Hux. gonna be all we're gonna be all over the place, but let's talk about Hux. Hux was it's so damn funny. Hux I love was it. the character who worked the least in the Force Awakens. He was too young. He was not scary. When he's giving that speech about the end of the loathsome Republic, it seems like they want him to be like seem like a young Hitler, but really he just he seems he's too pasty. It's not. It didn't work at all. I don't know it's, what his pastiness has, has to do with it's, anything. But. Well, it's just he just it was there was nothing about him that worked in in. I mean, I didn't. I don't find him scary. Well, that's, that's the thing. You mean. I think that he was supposed to be like a Tarkin, and Tarkin he is not. Um, no, I think that Ryan Johnson realized this and said, "Okay, everybody sort of feels like Hux was an ineffectual character. They tried and failed to make Hux this thing." So what if we just call that out and go, yep, Hux is ineffectual. 
yeah. he is kind of infectious. How fun will it be to basically fuck with Hux every time he's on screen? So and I can tell you, awesome. every time he's on screen, every time he gets pushed aside by the Force, every time he challenges Kylo Ren, and Kylo Ren is, like comes back to him and he's like, "No, okay, no, yeah, I'm kidding, you're right. yeah, you're, the, yeah. yeah, yeah." I, I love what they did with Hux in this film. I, I adore it because it's a, because it's an acknowledgement, and the thing too is especially like with like um, Snoke being like, you, you know, you've been wondering why I keep him around, right? Because you do, there's this, there's this sense of like, why do we, why is he even a, like, Phasma is so much more impressive than he is, um, and he's not an effective leader, and he's kind of a tool, <laughs> like, uh, Snoke is 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 aware of that. He's like, but you manipulated correctly. You see, he's an effective tool. And it's like, and you're so you're seeing this very distinct difference between that I, that I, that I believe is important. You know, once you get to the end of the movie, and and Kylo is effectively in charge, and and Snoke, much like Kylo Ren, like they're both a little bit like emo teenagers in a way. Just they express it slightly differently, and he tries to be like, "What do you what do you think you're doing? We have no supreme leader." And then like fucking Kylo just chokes the shit out of him. I'm sorry. He interview with the sound of me choking you out. What were you saying? Like, yeah. I, was, I was saying that, uh, you know, long live the Supreme Leader. That's what yeah. I fucking thought. Get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out. It's a, like, well, <laughs> that I mean, shit's I, funny every time he does it. Yeah. No, and, 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 and you like know what? And the guy who's doing the guy, the guy who plays uh, Dominic Monghall, who does, who does uh, Hux, does such a great job of selling the humor of this. Um, he's, he's, he plays sort of that, you know, that befuddled thing really well he does um, and it's and it's <laughs> he's got me? such a personality that they have absolutely um that they have established in the first movie so that when poe is like i have a an urgent message from leia <laughs> and <laughs> and hugs is like patch him through and what's so great about this is you it's it's as you expect right and then he's like you're Rebel scum, and we will. Why? There's nothing you can say. There are no terms we will accept. Blah blah. blah. Like it's everything you expect, right? And then he's like, "Um, I'm holding for for the for Hux. <laughs> like this is. He's like this mean rebels gonna again, again. He does the same like you know rebel scummy like half monologue thing. He's like, okay, I'll hold. Like it's so funny and it's yeah. so Poe because like it in terms of like when you compare it with the the Force Awakens and you've got that opening sequence like Kylo Ren it's just like the the fucking blast has just stopped the blaster bolt mid fucking air That's and amazing. then and then he's got fucking Poe in front of him on his knees and do they're I like start close and face to face and it's this tense. Like, and there's no noise and it's and it's the typical bad guy with the good guy moment <laughs> he makes fun and, of the mask he, and no before that though he's like so how how does this work you talk first i talk first like it's so funny because it's almost exactly like that because you've got they have they have found I the like resistance better in this film. the, res okay, so the I resistance is like trying to get all their ships evacuated and the fucking like oh shit the first order has arrived and all these ships show up in the sky and then this just ginormous terrifying dreadnought 
and 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 they're like there's a single fighter approaching and he's like okay <laughs> put it on screen or whatever you know and then he fucking does that shit and he fucks with them it's so funny he's like i can hear you but can you hear me like <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, i was losing it, my shit it was so good and it wasn't just and the the beauty of it is it's not just to fuck with them like it's to buy time it's a part of like yeah. a, a fucking Poe Dameron plan. <laughs> so in the in the interest of time, because I want to make sure that we have time to to at least hit some of the basics, and we have about twenty minutes left to do it. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's first start with with major major plot points. Uh. In the film, the major ones, the spoilery ones, the ones that we want to make sure that no one knows. So really, turn us off because really. Because these are, I want to make sure we talk about these things. So, and I'm going to go in order of importance, at least for me, and I'll you can give me your thoughts. Okay. Um, so I'm going to skip all the way to the end, and I'm going to say the death of Luke Skywalker. Okay. Um, and uh, and I want to know how you feel about the death of Luke Skywalker. Whether it was a good idea, bad idea, done well. Um, how it compares to Han's death? How was that for you? I mean, it's awful. Um, not because it's done poorly. It's done well. It's, 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 I would say it is, it is more, um, it is, is more the Obi-Wan death than, than Han. It's more of the Yoda death. It felt to me like it was, it was not awful. It was sad. Han was awful. Han, Han was awful. You're Han right. was like Han was not expecting to go out onto that thing and die. He and died. Die. Yeah. He died in pain with shock on his face, heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. Luke chose to go into the Force in peace, and I think that's. I mean, I didn't get the impression that he chose to go so much as there was no more. Like, yeah, you're right. I guess it is more like Yoda. Like Yoda, but Yoda was old. And had just been around for so long. It's like everybody's time comes. Luke and just spent himself so much to protect yeah, that himself. There wasn't that far. anything left. Yeah. yeah, like, and it was. I do feel like, in the sense of the Yoda death, like, because they were both sad. Like when when Obi Wan dies, that's yeah. sad. The reason I say there's an Obi Wan aspect to it is because Yoda doesn't. There's no fight. There's no any. Like he just kind of comes back to get. And 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 Yoda doesn't even teach him anything new. He's like, the, "No more, I have to teach you." Like you're fucking Yoda. Done. Yoda doesn't die for a purpose. Yoda dies because Yoda got old. Right. Uh, and, and Obi Wan dies Luke for dies, a purpose. And yeah, and Luke dies for the purpose that Obi Wan dies. Yeah. And he and he even says, "If you strike me down in anger, you see me just like your father." I yeah, and I, I love this, that. I, I love guarantee that you. Idea. I guarantee you that Mark Hamill will be in the next film. I hope so. Like I, 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 I want because his to be... last words are actually "see you around, kid." Yes, and like I love that. I he love. Is not I love done. that he's interestingly like because you know he's definitely the Yoda of this film. That is evident in the fact that she's come to him for training. I mean, Yo Yoda is the Yoda. How cool is it that Yoda showed up? By the way, can I say that is actually my favorite part of this movie? I think and Yoda's I love funny. it so much. <laughs> I love it so. It's it's Yoda as we expect. It's puppet Yoda. And no child anywhere. Like, let me ask you: Was your kid like, why does Yoda look like that? Did it did it in no. any way affect? 
Exactly. Like, no, you know, I'm you. fine with Puppet Yoda. I'm, I'm fine with so, CG Yoda because I, I like almost, it when Yoda fights. No, 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 I'm not Either. fine with CG it, Yoda. No, that's that's, like, a, that's a debate saw, we don't have time for. But it's, we don't. But when, when when I saw Puppet Yoda for the first time, like I had to contain myself significantly. Yeah, no, I wanted like, I to cried. like whoop and holler and do a fucking dance. It wasn't. Was it wasn't so the fact that it was a puppet, but I will say this: what got it me, was to me is, is and he was is, the Yoda we remember. Right. Like like because, you know, how Yoda was kind of he was curmudgeonly, but he was funny. Like like the fucking scene with R2-D2 when he's like fighting over like. Well, here, but, OK, but if like, we look like, at Empire, if shit. we look at Empire, Yoda's funny until he's not. And then when Agreed. he stops being funny, he's, he's not serious. funny anymore. This Yoda is is this Yoda is he doesn't give a shit. And I love it. I love I love that he he blows the thing up and he kind of slaps his leg. He's like, ha ha, that's great. Yeah, well, because and and you get them like. By the way, how fucking powerful is Yoda? Yoda's Yoda's been dead for thirty years, and he can still blow up a fucking tree. Damn right he can. Can you like it? And I love. I love, I love and did you see those how were long the Jedi texts? Read them, did you? Read them, did you? Um, page turners, they were not. <laughs> yes, page turners, they were not. That's what I'm saying. Like, but he still then, then he absolutely he is, and this is what I'm talking like more so. And this, I know you like the prequels, but he is Yoda as I expect him to be, Good. not just the puppet, which I loved, but his manner. Like you were just talking about, like he's funny until he's not, and then he, so he, he is funny. He's happy to see Luke again because Luke had cut himself off from the Force. So, like, you get the impression that, like, they haven't, he hasn't talked to him in a long time and he missed him, like, legitimately. And he funds with him and then he fucking, like, lays down some wisdom. He's like, man, that's the thing, though. Like, every master, like, at some point, you just, you gotta let them go with it. Like, that's how it's supposed to be. That's yeah. why things are the way they are. Like, he, he's, puts the wisdom down, man. And it's really, good and amazing wisdom so this is what i would say well while the wisdom is certainly there structurally this film did not need for yoda to be there so i wondered why because this is a film that is where structure is very important to this film um so why is yoda there and this is what i think the answer is because in the next movie when luke shows up i think they need to drop the seed of Remember how Jedi can do this after they die? So they put they. I think that Yoda. A lot. Only, I disagree. I think. I, think I don't say it's the only reason, but I, I. I could see because I you're think going, there is an overarching um, theme that's happening in this film that Yoda is very important for. Okay. And that and that has to do with um, learning from failure. Like, cause one of the one yeah, of the best important. arcs in yeah. the movie is Poe's arc. His his arc is fantastic in this movie. Um, so I mean, everybody's arc, like this. I mean, I'm just gonna say it right now. So I guess to you know, in case that was unclear, I like I loved this movie and I loved it more than The Force Awakens. Like a lot. I think more. I did too. Are there different beasts? I mean, that uh, we'll get to that at the end. I want to I want to talk real quick. Um, about uh. So, so that Luke's death was the was the big main thing. Yoda showing up with this was another main thing. Um, the uh, the the fact that you know, I know the thing that that Mark Hamill was upset about was the fact that he almost killed um, Kylo Ren. He was like, I don't think that's something Luke would do. You know, I 
I would call back to Return of the Jedi, there's a moment that Luke has always walked next to the dark side. Luke was not a purely good Jedi. He was not an Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was not, you know, always lawful good. Um, he had, you know, the dark side in him. And he he fought against that. He almost succumbed to that in Return of the Jedi. Um, and the dark side is pragmatic. And the dark side, you know, fear leads to anger. It's It was about fear. It was, I'm going to do this evil thing because it's what's best. What am I doing? This is awful. And he got caught in, you know, the dark side used that to to take root. You know, I would say that they say the force is a living force, but they it's always the light side that's the living force. If there's a living dark side, as well as the living light side, then then the force is, you know, that if that side is always trying to get out, then that's what woke Kylo up, you know? Yeah, well, I, and I, I honestly, I loved it. What what I loved about that whole sequence was was getting to, you know, first getting Luke's, like, story that he feeds Rey, which is, like, almost just total bullshit, right? Then getting Kylo's perspective. Version being of like, it, yeah. And that's the not being like that couldn't have been it. Like that's not that's not Luke either. He didn't go in there to just kill the kid. Like and then when you hear the real story, it's like that I believe. Yeah. Right? But but and I believe how from Kylo's perspective this is what it felt like. Right? Yeah. Whereas from Luke's perspective like and he even says it like he had a, a moment of weakness of like I can I have to stop this of of like a knee jerk fear reaction because you're right like the it's not like just because and I don't think I don't even think this is true for Obi Wan or anybody or, or Yoda or anybody that's on the light side I don't think it's like because you're you know on the light side of the Force and you're a Jedi that you never have conflict that you're above that like I think that that's the goal that's what you strive for. But I think to to imagine that you have all that you've achieved it and that you can and that you're never able to be penetrated by darkness or never to be tempted by darkness is folly. And I think that he says that more or less. And I think that's a great message. And the fact that in a moment of, of that, he thinks I've got to stop this. And then and, and the very next beat, he's like, what am I doing? Like, no, that's just, you know what I mean? Well, and I would say... Uh, and that's I, when Kylo wakes up and sees him, and it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you you don't see someone with a fucking over your bed with a lightsaber on thinking they have good intent, you know what I mean? Or that they were just, I don't know, cleaning it, whatever. Like, it's he's going to be terrified to fight back. And, and there's no explaining it, like, because he just fucking throws a building on top of him so and there's i love you know, that i i i would say that um to that end to the lessons that luke learned um uh there was i have had a problem or i had a problem it's less so now but when when disney took over lucasfilm they were like kind of like ah the prequels you know whatever this is all this is all about about a new hope an empire and Jedi, even to a lesser extent. It's all about this. We're getting back to the real Star Wars. And there was yes. all this talk, if you remember. <laughs> if you remember. And, and now. You know, I want that because fuck the fucking proof. Well, but you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know how much you do because that's the problem with The Force Awakens. And people would say that how much that it was about that. What did we talk about? 
It's all practical effects now. And we're going to use the same film stock. And we're going to make it look just the same. It's going to feel like it's of one. We're going to do all these things. It was like an exercise in an, an exercise. In, it's like the the way that James Franco is doing Tommy Rousseau in the, in the Disaster Artist. It was like an exercise in real emulation. Real, heartfelt, not copycat. Real, we're going to really try to emulate what they did. Um and and to people who did like the prequels or even people who didn't like the prequels but felt like the the story as a you know as a yarn had merit um just poorly done which i think most people would say that look the ideas were big and interesting but the, it was just poorly done um i don't think they were poorly done but it but i think that, I, I i do and i will say this like i um, well here hear me out i'm going to i'm going to give you my thought here is that is that right. there was a there was a discarding of a, 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 a first they discarded the 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 extended universe but then to those of us who star wars encompassed more than just those first three films the star wars had the, these other things there was a discarding of that too which i i always felt was a little unfair because i was invested in that i watched the clone war show i did all that stuff it's less so now rebels has really blended the two and i like that luke calls out the the most important story or one of the most important stories of the prequels which is the jedi at the height of their power had so much hubris that they let darth sidious take over and create the empire and that's the and then he parlayed that into into the force is everywhere it's arrogant to say that it's arrogant to say a, that the without jedi without you it's over and and to say and to or say that the Jedi it's over. But to, like, but to say that the that the that the big lesson of history is look at this and 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 that the prequels it just felt like a valid as a fan of the prequels I felt validation in because all you got in Force Awakens was maybe you should have a clone army that's it that's the, uh, other than that but in this they're like yeah I know the prequels happened and there's this story I mean I didn't to- get a feeling in the in the Force Awakens that they had just done away with the prequels and i and i really i i did like that like because that's the only part the part we're talking about right now about the 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 jedi um in the prequels is the only thing of merit in the prequels i hate the prequels you know that um, all right well yeah, so again again neither here nor there we've had that debate but i will say this like when i because obviously up to watching going out to see this like we started with i didn't watch the prequels we started with a new hope uh and we watched all the way through to you know force awakens before going to see the movie right over the past couple of days and i will say this i i it, it it's i'm i'm conflicted because it's like i hated the the prequels and i and i don't want to watch them ever again and but at the same time when yoda is trying to convince luke not to leave he fucking lies to him straight up he doesn't muddy the water he fucking straight up lies to him and it never occurred to me until this time and with the prequel knowledge that that like the the jedis aren't just like the good guys they're the different guys you know and and you can argue that they're the good guys but they're, they're better than the for, bad guys. They're better than the bad, but for me, right? Like they, they, they believe in no attachments and stuff like that. And me, as a, as a person, I obviously do. I believe in attachments. Like, and I understand that as a philosophy. 
I, I, I get the idea of like, you're trying to be objective. And if you have attachments there, that's the way to, you know, for anger and emotion to take over fear to get, to take foothold and that leads to the dark side. And so just don't even have them. Right. Like I get all that, but they're fucking cold and dispassionate about that shit. And, and Yoda lies to him. Yoda says, if you leave everything they have fought for is destroyed. I'm like, damn dude, really? Like I, yeah, I know, to, like, and Obi and Obi Wan lies it. to him, and yeah, and I'm like, did he just say like if he goes, uh, yes, help them? You could, but everything they fought for is is over if you do that. I was like, that's just not true, like at all, because he goes Luke, and that doesn't Luke happen, gets... and he's clearly, and it's like, and then it, and then I have that moment of realization, like the prequels, that they aren't these absolutely good guys. And he's the philosophy trying... is good. I think the idea is that the it philosophy is. is good, but the arrogance crept in. Now, now is like I don't want to make it at all political because I, I, I it's this is on my mind because there's been a, a recent discussion I've been having a giant debate that I that I blew into flames in on Facebook accidentally. Um, though, where where it's talking about you know this sort of thing, like they the, the philosophy is good. But, you know, they got too big, too strong, too powerful, and they believed in them, themselves just a little too much. You know, what happens when Superman really starts thinking he's Superman? Yeah, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, there's you danger don't have, there. Yeah, there's a danger inherent in a power structure when you're at the top of it. Yeah. Period. Doesn't matter who you are. And I think that that's and I think that that's this the, sort of the overarching thing. And then I think and I think, unfortunately, you don't get it without the prequels. Right. Which well, is and why I think that I, I, I think that there's a and that's there, the part of the prequels I do like, because I, I really felt like this movie was saying like you had this. All right. We had a time when it was the time of the Jedi and and and, and everything wasn't just great. Right. Like things were pretty good. Well, they keep they, hammering this idea home. I mean, they and keep then because it it's swings a theme back that to repeats. the dark side, and yeah, it's this. Because Benicio del Toro's character is is echoing this theme. He's echoing yeah, the theme where he goes, this... he goes, he goes, because I also sold weapons to the they, the or they also yeah, sold because, weapons. Yeah, it's like it's to... a war, man. Like they're 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 just two sides. Depends on which one you pick. Yeah, it's 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 the 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 real the real perpetrators of the war, like Darth Sidious, who is called out by name Darth City is called out by name um as being able to create the empire out of it and here we go we have the same thing the 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 rich people on the casino planet are also creating this war funding this war so they live high on the hog and mm-hmm. the people on the both sides like the i think that's the it is. There's that's what I'm talking about. There's there's clearly and that's and I wondered how you would feel about this because they feel like there's almost a, a bit of a of a Star Trekian nature going on. In oh this yeah, one, which I really really love. Yeah, I dug that too. And it was it was sort of having this idea of like, all right, here's the deal, because what I think we're moving toward, and I love it as an idea, and I want them to get there, and I hope I hope this is where it's going, is that there that there isn't the light side and the dark side because even on the island they're both there right it's not like this is the island of the jedi and there's no dark on that island there's just as it is the birthplace sort of the the no, the they have they, on the, the other Jedi, side. The, the Sith butthole is on the other side it is it's a exactly. big Sith butthole right there big Sith butthole right there <laughs> so and she's drawn right into it 
and I can dive right into the Sith butthole. That's what jump she is, right in. You know? She, you know, you got to. I mean, especially it, does, look, it doesn't not look like a butthole. I'm just gonna say it doesn't. Gonna, it doesn't. But like at the. But my point is thematically, the what they seem to be going toward, and this is what Luke is kind of holding on to, like why he feared Kylo and why he fears Rey. He's like, I wasn't afraid of, I wasn't afraid of, I wasn't enough afraid of or something like that then, but I am now. He's like, you didn't even try to fight. You just went there. And it's like, I think what Yoda's trying to say, I think what we're sort of seeing here is this idea of like, this part where we just, there's the light side and there's the dark side because she comes from nothing. They talk about it. And she comes, she, she is a manifestation of the light because Kylo is so powerful and he has become such an agent of the dark. And fucking Luke took himself off the board straight up divorced himself from the force so it responded in kind because there's there's got to be fucking balance but like maybe the balance isn't about the light and the dark constantly fucking fighting maybe the balance is about finding the balance in yourself yeah and that's what the youth is 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 to is bringing that progress and we are from a time and before and we need to let go man because that's the way of the world. Like we have our time, we pass on our wisdom, and then the 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 young people, like especially at the very end with that little boy, I fucking loved that. That's it's oh like, that that the thing at the end. I mean, thematically, the idea like that that's that's what you know with respect to JJ. That's a scene that JJ Abrams wouldn't have, because that's a scene where they go, you know what? We're gonna reach deeper now. We're gonna go deeper into the meaning of the story Mm -hmm. and why this is a giant fairy tale and why like why this is a myth and this is epic what makes it epic is that it ends with a little boy playing with a Luke Skywalker action figure and then picking up his fucking broomsticks like we did before they sold the plastic lightsabers you could buy and holding it like a lightsaber um this is something I noticed the second time around he uses the force to pick up the broom Yes. Yeah, I know. That's cool. But they- I missed it the first time, and when I saw it the second time, I like gasped. I was like, "Oh," because it's it's really subtle. It's not like the broom is on the ground and he, you know, forces it, you know, force powers it into his hand from a distance. It's like you really have to be paying attention because it's the difference of like a fucking I don't know, like maybe twelve inches. But it's the difference between him picking up the broom and like reaching for the broom and it kind of going to his hand. I wish it's so good. I love it. I almost wish the movie had ended on that shot. It would have been a bold choice to end the movie there to go to, to, to say this movie stands out on its own. No, it doesn't wrap up all the plots, but what it does do is it, is it, it has presented this theme that it's okay to believe in the Jedi again. And, and what Luke has done is so much bigger than, than the lightsaber fight. I was hoping we'd get, um, He's done something bigger and more important than that. I love that fight, dude. I loved it so much. Are you crazy? At, like, first of all... Well, no, no, hold on. Hold on. Let, let me put it this way. I loved the fight I got, but when they squared off and drew their lightsabers, when Luke and Kylo Ren drew their lightsabers, I was ready for, you know, I was ready for Darth Maul times 10. I wanted to see what Luke could fucking do. You and know what Luke can do. You don't need, like, you don't need, to, like... Think but about I want to see like, it. <laughs> you, you're such a fuck. 
uh, sometimes I just want to hit you, dude. I swear. Thank you. Like th- that I'm saying fucking... what they did was superior. What they did was I, superior. It was like it like the big huge fight with her and Kylo Ren, like decim like those and that with the fucking was awesome. sweet ass soul caliber, like chain sword forcey things and the like that wasn't yeah, fucking that... enough for you, dude. It's never like, enough. On. That's why I want Star Wars and, every six months. Listen, I mean I can't are... even with you, but like I... that what's great is that that battle is all about cool fighting. It's awesome. It's badass. You get your fucking spectacle. And the thing about what Luke does is it is so much. It is by a magnitude. You're like, I want to see what Luke can do. Are you out of your damn mind? By an order of magnitude, he's a fucking god. Okay? Like, he just... He's not even there, dude. Like, and he's fucking that kid up, and he's fucking with the kid. Like, I don't care yeah. who you are. When he's like, fire everything we have, and they keep firing, and he's still raging out about it. You think you got him? And then yeah. Luke is just standing there, and he fucking knows exactly and how he, to that's get. That's good Kylo. filmmaking because there's no question in your mind that Luke's gonna be standing there. There's no none at all. No yeah. suspense for me about whether or not he's gonna be standing there. But nope. damn it, when the smoke clears. I'm still clapping. I'm still, like, I'm still yeah! so excited that he's standing. Yeah, we all cheered. And then he just like dusts his shoulder. And it's, cl- well, and it's Mark, just. Mark, Mark Hamill's. I'm sure that was a Mark Hamill edition. Mark Hamill's humor is all over. I love it. I, I listen, love it. He's like Yoda, but more curmudgeonly. That's it's uh, great. Like he's that's why he's he's definitely the Yoda of the film. But more importantly, like whether or not that's funny, like in the context of the film, like he is playing fucking kylo like a fiddle man like know. he knows right how to get under his skin and that is how, like it wasn't enough for him to still be standing after that barrage to fucking he he ups the ante of emotion and anger and fucking emo bullshit in in, in kylo by that one gesture and so, it's amazing so we've come to the end of our time and we have not talked about the plot We've not talked about any of the characters. I, like, like I mean, we characters. have. We've <laughs> talked about some of them, but I mean, there's so much. There's We've basically so much. talked about a few cool moments and some themes. Um, we, we, there's so much more. I want to end with this thought, um, and we're going to ponder it for next time. It's something we'll bring up, but I'm going to make sure I bring it up now. Uh, uh, Clint Gage, uh, uh, very talented director, Clint Gage, um, uh, said on Facebook, that uh, he didn't love the movie. And he said that his problem was that there was a great movie and not as great movie happening at the same time that they kept cutting between a oh. great movie about Ray and Luke and a not as great movie about Finn and Rose uh, going to a casino. Um, I don't entirely agree with what he's saying. I don't either. But I see they, why he would say I, it. I do see why he would say it. I think and it's I think a fair that- thought. Well, yeah, because Mr. A made the same thing. Like, he's like, we don't really need the whole thing at the casino, but we do because it's so it's it's integral to, to the, the post story. Yeah. Well, and it's and integral lo- to the theme I, of the whole film. That, too. But I but I love it because I, it, I like being surprised and it doesn't happen very often because I see so many movies. And I got to tell you, I expected them to win. I expected Poe's plan to to happen. Like that's what happens, right? In a Star Wars movie, in any movie, well, and they let's pull be clear. off let's the crazy clear. thing. This is, this is not unprecedented. Nothing, it's not. nothing that happens with Han and Leia prior to their arrival to Cloud City is necessary. They could simply leave and then look for Cloud City and find it. They could. The movie's better that they don't. And the same way, you don't need all this stuff, but like. 
for reasons, and we'll get into it as we talk about it because I want to talk about the characters. But if if only because it gives you an opportunity to have a strong Asian female character in the movie, and so that and, and yet, by a, that yet I another mean, yet another subset adorable. of yet another subset of people who who grew up um who who grew up watching Star Wars but has not been able to see themselves be rep- represented can now see themselves represented, and that it's a total non-issue. They're not, you know, it's, I love that there were, you know, that there were Asian characters in Rogue One, but, you know, it was Donnie Yen doing cool martial arts. She wasn't a martial artist. No, she was just a mechanic. She was a person. A good mechanic. She was a person but, with Asian features, you know. but she wasn't, you know, any kind of yeah, stereotype she wasn't, at all. There was all. no stereotype there at all. And I, and I will say this too, like, quick and dirty, because we will absolutely be talking more about this. Yeah. But quick and dirty, I love Rose. I love I Rose love, too. And I love Rose, and I love Rose's sister. What, like I love when Rose. she sacrifices I, herself at the beginning is fucking. I love it's Rose's sister and amazing. And I love if we're going to interject <laughs> romance into into the film. I love that it's Finn and Rose. I want it to be Finn and Rose. I do too. I love that we're in. I love that we're in an era that the fact that it's an Asian woman and a black man just doesn't <laughs> matter. Just doesn't. It doesn't. And I love that. Like it's again instead of being the typical like I I. For, if for no other reason, I don't want it to be Finn and Ray. Yeah. If for no other reason than because that's what we always do. This is our main. This yeah. is the main female character and the main male character. Oh well, they're gonna hook up. Why? No, I love that. There's this instant connection with him and Rose. Yeah. And there and I and I'm wholeheartedly want we them have so to much wind to talk up about. Together. I think next time what we should do. And, I, I, and I, I love Poe, and I love all the woman representation. So next, There's a lot next I time, want to talk about with that. that yeah, we, next time I think we should do on, this. We'll, we'll hit the plot the third time after we've seen it a few times, because I'm going to see it a couple times uh, more. Uh, but next time, I would like to go character by character okay. and talk about talk about just their arc, what they do. They're, we haven't even talked about Leia. We have it. There's so much like oh, I want to go through. Before we, we have to say, I know we you have to talk about Leia. We haven't. We have to at least say this, Leia. Getting to finally, like, like we think, first, I love that save Kylo it, doesn't- Save it, save it, save it, save it, because I, I, I li- no, literally, literally because have to go need to in know. like 10 seconds. They should see. You get to see her power, her finally getting yeah. to be the badass Jedi we that will, we know we that will, she is. We will talk about that. I want so I wanna, sweet. I want to talk about, uh, I, I want to talk about, uh, what's her name, Laura Dern's character so much. I love Laura Dern's like, character. I, 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 I love so, their relationship. When there's they say goodbye, so much oh. to talk. There's so much to talk about. So, and next episode, we go through Star Wars: The Last Jedi, character by character, not plot beat by plot beat, because we'll do that. Because there are things to talk about in the plot. There's as well. so much. Um, it's so um, much, man. And, and then the production. I mean, there's, there's like it's every single shot, even more than any other Star Wars movie ever, could just be a poster or the side of a van. It's just it's. It's really so much to talk about. Um, so but, much. Uh, like I, lo- but, I wound up loving the red sand situation. Yeah, like I remember yeah. I made fun of it in the trailer, but because there was a reason for it. Yeah. And then it was, it was th- and that's all I needed. I just needed a simple reason. And then that battle is so visually lush we'll talk and about incredible. It. Oh, I've got to go. I love you. I love you listeners. Um, we love uh, you. And uh, there's, this to is go. look. Damn it's it. going to be wars <laughs> off for a little while. It's going to be worth it. All right. Got to run. My name is Justin. Oh, my name's Alexia. Check off. Star Wars off, bitches? Star Wars Wars off. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. 
Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it, if you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription, or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.